I know that it seems like you have to be a cash buyer to get a house under contract in the Tampa Bay market, but I'm going to show you some numbers today that might surprise you. Hey everybody, this is Melanie Atkinson, Realtor with Smith & Associates here in beautiful Tampa Bay, Florida, and it has been a crazy 2022 so far. I wanted to tell you guys a couple quick stories about what's happening in the market. Just this week, I had two very well-qualified finance buyers not go under contract because they were beat out by cash offers. And it starts getting really frustrating for buyers, for real estate agents, for everybody but the sellers. The most relevant story of this week, it was 14 offers on a townhouse in Wesley Chapel. There were cash offers and finance offers. Our offer was as perfect as it could be for a finance offer. The lender called the agent. Everything was great. I was very, very hopeful that the seller would accept our offer. And I got the call the next day that they had lost to a cash buyer. And it's happening over and over and over again. So I hear from people all the time, do I have to have cash in order to be successful to buy a house in the Tampa Bay area? And the answer is no, you do not have to be a cash buyer. In general, since the start of 2022, what I have observed is that there are a lot more buyers out there than are typically in the market this early in the year. What we're finding is that buyers know how hard of a market is. They're coming out early. They need to move in the summer before school starts in August. So they're getting an early start on things, which is fantastic. But we don't have a lot of sellers selling right now because school's still in session. They know that their house is going to sell quickly. So our inventory, which has been low for two years, is really low right now. So we have a lot of people that are putting in great offers that are not getting it because they're not paying cash. So I had to look at some data. I love charts. So I pulled some data to try to put some perspective on this for you guys. The first thing that we're going to look at is the entire 2021 year. How many cash buyers were there out there and how many were financed? Now, the results were a little bit surprising. So in Hillsborough County in 2021, the cash buyers, total cash buyers were 8,458. Now finance, I use just the typical financing um, products, conventional FHA and VA. There were more cash buyers. In fact, it was in Hillsborough County, 71% were finance buyers and 29% were cash buyers, which is great. That doesn't seem too far off. So when we look at Pinellas County, we see that there were 10,824 cash buyers, which is significantly more than what we were seeing in Hillsborough County. And Hillsborough County is a much bigger county. We also had uh, a fair amount of conventional FHA, VA, more of those. So how it breaks down in Pinellas County is that it's 53% finance and 47% cash. Now, why is it that there's more of a percentage of cash buyers in Pinellas County? Well, typically there's a lot of beach condos. There's a lot of second home buyers in Pinellas County. They are coming down uh, with cash to buy their vacation home. It's always been that way. Pinellas County has always had more cash buyers. So looking at Pasco County, which is where there's a whole bunch of new construction going on, you'll see that the cash buyers were just over 5,000. We had, you know, just over 7,000 conventional home loans, uh, 1,683 FHA and 981 VA, which is a point that I'm going to get back to. So in Pasco County in 2021, it was 43% cash and 57% finance. So just looking at the stats 
from 2021, if I average those three counties together, 60% of buyers in 2021 got a loan of some sort, a conventional FHA or VA loan, 60%. Now, 40% of those people were cash. I wanted to see how that compared to 2022 so far because it feels like there's so many cash buyers right now. So I ran the numbers. I don't have fancy charts because they haven't created them yet because the year isn't far enough into it. So I ran the numbers using the MLS. And what I found was if I combine all those three counties, it is exactly the same percentage right now, 60% finance and 40% cash. That's closed so far in 2022. Now I can't look at the pending ones because they haven't filled in what type of financing, what type of terms were on that sale. So this is actually an interesting topic that I would like to continue to uh, look at as the year goes on. How does that compare to previous years? Did we have a ton of cash buyers in previous years? And, you know, so I went back to the first year that that would be pre-COVID. So I went back to 2019 and pulled up the same charts. And as you will see in 2019, yes, there were less cash buyers. So there's a lot that's interesting about this chart um, without even looking at the, the far side of it that I don't have highlighted, the average sold price and things like that. That's a whole other episode. Um, but when you're looking at the financing terms back from 2019, you'll see that in Hillsborough County, there were over 5,000 FHA loans, whereas in 2021, there was only just over 3,000. The VA loans were actually pretty surprising to me. In, 20, in 2019, there were uh, 2,790, and in 2021, there were 2,239, which is a decrease of about 500, but not nearly as much of a, of a decrease as I would have thought based on the fact that we have such a hard time getting VA loans to be accepted. And then the same is true in Pasco County, where we we tend to see more FHA and VA buyers there. You can see that the FHA numbers have uh, decreased about 800 between 2019 for FHA and just about, uh, you know, a little less than uh, 100 in VA buyers, which is great. And that's really one of the reasons that I wanted to do this is for my own sanity, because it feels very different out there. And maybe it's a matter of desirability. And so many of my buyers are looking in areas um, that are so desirable in this market. So if I look at the 2019 comparison in Pinellas County, you'll see that um, there have always been a decent amount of cash buyers in Pinellas County. You'll see in 2019, there were 8,671. And there were about... Uh, FHA buyers in 2019, there were 1688. And in 2021, there were only 976. So that is a pretty big difference. And that might have something to do with FHA limits, although that price limit has changed. VA buyers, there's about a 300 house difference uh, between 2019 and 2021. The reason I'm going through all of this is to, one, let everybody know that hope is not all lost when it comes to being a buyer here in the Tampa Bay area. If you're doing everything right and you save 20% down and you're moving here from another state, it's possible to get a house. It might take us three, four 
10 times to get it, but I navigated it last year. I navigated it in 2020 and I will navigate it again in 2022. If you're feeling like you're getting frustrated, it is just the beginning of February. There will be more inventory that's going to go on the market as the spring and summer continue. I did an Instagram reel last week where I was talking about the builders that have stopped selling, which feels very dramatic because I can't put anything under contract, but it doesn't mean that they've stopped building houses. They are continuing to build. They're just selling them at a different stage. Now, my fear with this is that the pent-up demand is going to occur dramatically over the next two months. And then if they release five houses at the end of March that are going to be done in the summer, they're going to have a tremendous amount of people uh, interested in putting offers in, which then might make it go to a multiple offer situation where you know it makes it very difficult to navigate. But keep in mind, if you are a finance buyer, new construction has always been one of the most successful ways for you to get a house. New construction companies are not afraid of financing. A lot of them have their own financing companies. So they are looking at you. They understand that um, you're qualified to buy that house. Really where we have the biggest trouble is when we're dealing with a multiple offer situation on a resale house. How do you navigate this situation? I'm going to give you a couple tips. There are tips that I've given many times before. One, you have to have all of your ducks in a row. You have to have your lender. You have to have already turned in your financial documents. They have had to already have verified your credit, your assets, and your income. If they've done that, then you're already a couple steps ahead of people that are just getting a basic pre-qualification letter. So after you've done that, you need to make sure you have an established relationship with that lender. They understand that you are an active home searcher and wanting to be a home buyer. So they are prepared and ready to make a phone call on your behalf once you find a house that you really, really like. They call the listing agent, they sell you, your real estate agent sells you. And you know we try to put together a perfect little package of this person is not a risk from a financial standpoint. Appraisal gaps are a really big conversation that I have with clients now. If you are offering over list or the house seems to be a little bit over what the appraised value might come in at, oftentimes I recommend offering a appraisal gap to cover either the overage and what you're offering from the ask price or just to make the seller feel a little bit better. So for instance, if the house is listed for 500,000 and you offer 530, you would do a $30,000 appraisal gap. That at least covers your overage. Now it doesn't cover everything if the house appraises for 480. So that becomes a bit of a, a challenge. If you are comfortable with that, it requires you to have more cash. And we've talked about this over and over again is that you have to have more than just your down payment these days. And those are the people that have been very successful. The second thing you can do is to make sure you are providing everything that the listing agent is asking you to provide. So for instance, if I turn in an incomplete offer for a client, say the listing agent wants proof of funds of your down payment and your appraisal gap coverage. Again, going back to the $500,000 house, you want to put down 20% and you're offering a, a $30,000 appraisal gap. I need to show a proof of funds from my buyer that shows that I have $100,000 in down payment and $30,000 extra for the appraisal gap. If a listing agent is asking for that and I don't provide it, or you as the buyer don't provide it, then why would they take your offer over other people who have provided all the information that they're asking for? Following instructions is actually one of the number one reasons that I get offers accepted. 
Also, there are two types of contracts in the state of Florida. There is an as-is contract, and there is what we call a repairs contract. Now, way back in the day when I first started in real estate, pre the downturn of the market, the repairs contract was the only one we used. And it has on it three different repairs types, general repairs, uh, termite repairs, and permits. And we would put in a certain amount that we wanted the seller to cover. So say, you know, $2,000 in general repairs, you know, $500 in in WDO, which is wood destroying organisms and zero for permitting, you know, whatever, just for an example. Then we'd have the inspection, we'd write up a repairs list and then they, the sellers would agree to do it. And if it went over the limit that we had put on the contract and the seller said, yes, that's okay, I will still do it. Then the contract continued on. Now, when the downturn of the market happened, we got as is contracts all of a sudden. And that was all anybody used. And the tricky part of an as-is contract for a seller is that during your inspection period, the buyer can walk for pretty much any reason at all. Now, when they first came out, we thought it had to be inspection reasons. But as we have all found out over the last 10 years that we've been using this contract is that buyers will walk for any reason. So what we're doing now and how we're getting offers accepted is by making this really, really, really short inspection period which is better for the seller because there's only three days to get an inspection for that that contingency to be valid for the buyer. But you only have three days to get an inspection and getting an inspector out in three days, a good one anyway, can be very, very challenging. So it's not necessarily the right thing to do, although it gives you an easy out as a buyer. So buyers are not aware that there is another contract. So one of my other tips that I am really, really pushing in 2022 is if you are confident that you want to purchase a particular house, present a repairs contract. You can make those repair limits extremely low. So it doesn't take away from the seller's desire to not have to pay for repairs. What it does is it binds the buyer to that contract. So from a seller's perspective, that buyer doesn't, it can't walk for any reason during the inspection period. And that takes away that risk. Now, it's a matter of education because if agents aren't familiar with the repairs contract, then they don't understand the value of them. And if sellers are looking at like, well, I don't want to do any repairs, then they don't understand the value of them. That is absolutely something that I am really, really pushing in 2022 to try to get my buyers under contract. It is working. However, buyers really, really like that easy out part of the as-is contract. It's a case-by-case basis. Those are my top tips right now for how to win a contract, even if you have to finance. Don't be frustrated. I know it's a very frustrating time to buy a house in Tampa Bay. Trust me, there is nobody more frustrated than I am because I have to run around for many, many, many buyers and, and give the phone calls, the I'm sorry you didn't get the house phone calls, which are just heartbreaking for me. I feel every single one of them. We, as the Melanie Loves Tampa Bay team, we're doing everything we can to try to give our buyers the best chance possible. But if you take away anything from this video, please take away the fact that it is okay to be financing. You can get a house in the Tampa Bay area. You just need to have the right strategy and the right people behind you. Good luck. We're not even into the busiest season of the year, so that should be interesting. You've been listening to the Melanie Loves Tampa Bay podcast experience. Thank you for your support. Consider subscribing if you want to learn about real estate, homeownership, or living in the Tampa Bay area. You can also follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Links are in my show notes. Or visit my website, melanielovestampabay.com. See you in the next episode. With love, Melanie.